Hello, my name is Taylor Clement. I'm the head of school at Kirk Day School. And I'm Maria Massey, the assistant head of school at Kirk Day School. And we're back. Uh, it's been a it's been a minute since we did been. a podcast. Uh, and part of that, I was trying to think about why has it been so long, since, especially since we, we talked with Herman. And I think, man, we've had some random snow days. Yeah, we were gone like the whole month of February for, you know, Wednesday and Thursday. Like ev- almost every Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, it was a little nuts. A we've little had nuts. that. We've had uh, spring break. Uh, as well and then I think just the busyness we'll talk about a little bit of that busyness we had admission season as well Um, but it's been it's been a little nutty lately it's been good though Mm -hmm. like school's been really good yeah God's really blessing our school and and I'm pumped about that and so hopefully today uh, we'll talk a little bit about that um, and be somewhat informative but um, yeah but I think you're you're kind of newsworthy as well right now (laughs) I do not like being news I'm no not newsworthy. <laughs> yeah, you're newsworthy. You got your own email out um, to everybody. Uh, so so the, just to, to hear it uh, now, Maria Maria's resigning. Um, she's quitting on me. Uh, she Retiring. If you hear me that. grunt, it's because there's a, there's a knife in my back. Um, it's a whole thing. And as she laughs, she, she's laughing with a maniacal laugh and a, and a stare and a grimace. But that's fine. Um, no, yeah. Maria, it, I'll, I'll let you talk about that for, for a moment. And you yeah, know, we've had plenty of conversations about it. Yeah. Well, um, and maybe a little bit more information about it here, but I told Taylor in July, uh, that this was going to be my final year at Kirk Day School and not because of anything with Kirk Day School, but because, uh, the calling for my family, for myself to pursue counseling full-time has continued to be on our hearts and finally had kind of the opportunity where it made sense for my family to uh, leave as an employee of this place, not leave this community. But, um, you know, when I came five years ago, I really didn't think I would be here for five years. Um, I kind of thought like, okay, I'll do this for a couple years. I'm glad I didn't know that when we hired you. (laughs) And then move on to, to private practice. But uh, this place has become a home to us. Uh, you know, I came in without any kids and I'm, I, I now have two and it's been a very sweet place for my family to grow for Mike and I to have believers around us, um, has been truly amazing and life-changing for us. And in the middle of that, you know, Kirk of the Hills has become our church home as well. And so we have felt dearly loved and appreciated by this community. Um, Most importantly by, you know, the admin team, Um, Taylor, Jennifer um, have just been wonderful um, at my, my time here and very thankful for that and the flexibility to do what I need to do. And, um, yeah, it's been a really sweet season for us, a really busy season. And that's part of the reason that, that I am leaving is to give some more flexibility and space to be a mom and to be a wife. Um, that's that's the main thing that I'm gaining uh, when I say goodbye to this place, mm. which is hard um, because it's, yeah, a mixed bag of emotions. Absolutely. Uh, and one of the things that, that is easy for us, and, and we won't get too sappy uh, right now, We'll, That's we'll, fine. We'll, we'll we've do that got off, a few months. Yeah, yeah. We've, we'll do that off mic. Um, but one one of the things I think too for for us is uh, it, that is going to be missed and and sweetly so is the lot of your fingerprints are on our current student life um, in in ways that when I came on seven years ago was that you were able to to take some of my vision and move that in a, in a manner that, that we really wanted to see. And I think that's been really exciting. I think you and I have been in 
some some battles together. Uh, COVID Definitely. being one of them. Yes. Um, COVID COVID gave us some clarity that we weren't expecting in a lot of ways. Part of that was was your role and just kind of what we see the this future of the school um, being. And none of that's cryptic, by the way. That's not saying like, oh, so I'm ushering Maria out because of that. It's because I think you and I had some really honest conversations and that the Lord used that to declare that calling to totally. your family. To continue to right? stir in me. Yeah. So Maria and I, um, even though our professional relationship will will be uh, breaking, she's breaking up with me. Um, come on. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. What is that? I'm. Yeah, I can't remember what the cultural term for that is, but uh, whatever, yeah, whatever. We're we're gonna miss her uh, tremendously. She she's a great friend to us. So so we'll just know this is a very honest, open, good parting. We're celebrating that for Maria, um, and while it's big to us all. We're really excited for what God has yeah. in store. So, and I'll still be around um, if you have to be. Yeah, yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, assuming that Millie and Tucker continue to abide oh, by school policy. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Millie will be in JK next year, and Tucker will be in preschool. So we'll continue to be parents in the school, and Mike and I are really looking forward to that as well. So that's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and at some point we'll we'll probably announce, you know, a replacement and, and on and on. And that's been a process because you did let me know yes. in July. Um, so we've had time to work on it, albeit quite quietly. quietly yeah. Um, it's It's been good. But yeah, yeah. so I uh, wanted to address that. That's definitely something that, that we need to make sure that, that you guys hear and hear from her um, as well. We, we're, we're excited for Maria. We're sad but uh, as a school, but excited for her. So. But one of the things that you and I do all the time is we sit down with new families mm-hmm. and we go over community goals and expectations. And this, this conversation that we have with people um, is, is really the, the focal point of today is, is not to, I guess, overshare. It's, it's really to say, this is our practicing theology. This is what we believe. This is what we aim to do, although at times it's not perfect. This is what we aim to do with children, and probably the most defining things for families at Kirk Day School is when kids get into conflict. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, if you think back to your own elementary, yeah, I mean, I can recall every single name of the girls that I had conflict with and what it was about Drop and why them. it was Drop hard. Drop them right now. Hard. I, I have a list, not, not because I was an angry kid or anything, but all I can imagine um, is that is, is in Billy Madison where Steve Buscemi like turns around and scratches his name off the list because he apologized. Yes, exactly. And if you haven't seen that clip, parents, it's, it's a great. Not, it, yeah, that's great. That's a, a great clip. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maria's an Adam Sandler fan. Yes, so yeah. I am. I am. Um, so yeah, it is. And you know, I'm. I was just thinking about this. I feel like this is an annual conversation that we have. Yeah. Even on the podcast, I think we have we have tried right. to make it as we're meeting these new families and introducing them to the way that we do things and making sure that they're on board with that. Uh, I think it reminds us to remind ourselves. We've constantly been reminding our faculty this year. This is the process that we follow when we have conflict. Not because we're so in love with the process, but as much as it is like this is the consistency and the structure and our theology behind how we deal with conflict. Well, and and so much, unfortunately, um, uh, lives of of famous folks as well as as just the average American are defined in conflict. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you think of, and and I've used this this argument before, but if you think about presidents, I had a a history professor in in college and, and I was a history major and 
he would say that you can sum up every presidency in a phrase or a word. And if you think about, you know, um, George W. Bush, you could say 9-11, right? If you think about um, his predecessor, you could say, you know, White House intern. Um, I mean, yeah. there's, there's, yeah. there's different totally. people and yep. different things that, that kind of can can really just bring that in, but it's usually around conflict. It's not around... Scandal, some right. sort of something. So Nixon, you have Watergate. So so that, that that's the American presidency, right? But then let's let's switch it to sports because we really do like sports. But if we were to, you know, if I was to say, hey, you know, what's the most defining moment for George Brett, who, you know, played for the Kansas City Royals? Well, if you YouTube it, uh, there's, uh, it's called the Pine Tar Incident. It's pretty famous in baseball. Uh, and a lot of baseball players, their, their most uh, defining moment would come out of conflict. Ron Artest in the NBA. Um, yes. You've got, you know, there, there's a lot of yeah. different ones um, out there. And, and, the, and the beat goes on, right? Tiger uh, Woods, he's in the news right now, right? Yeah, right. Will he, won't he? Won't come back for the Masters. And, but yet, what's the most defining moment in that man's yeah, life? Yeah, exactly. Is it winning the Masters or is it, is it a moment of, of, of conflict? Um, so I say that... Because we we can we can look at, at a variety of things. We want our children to know when conflict is here and what Scripture says about it. It does not always mean that we are going to respond properly, but that we know what a proper response looks like. And so let's let's call it. Let's let's say what happened last Sunday night at the Oscars. Chris Rock makes a joke, and he gets slapped for it. Now, yeah, at Kirk Day School, Will Smith would not have any previous infractions, so <laughs> yeah. um, so probably just uh, <laughs> so he'd probably get like in school. Yeah, um, but this was a major news story on a lot of fronts. It was, and it was really interesting because I feel like Will Smith has been embraced by culture in you know all that he has done. Um, he's a well-known actor. He's a well-liked actor. And to have someone like that have a moment so publicly be, you know, commented on and critiqued and criticized for what it communicated is part of me was proud of our culture for calling it what it was. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit of a complicated situation because I don't totally fault him. Like, I, I understand his frustration. I, I, can, I can wrap my mind around where he was in that moment, right? Now, I think there are a lot of other factors to it that obviously it's inappropriate behavior, obviously. Um, so, yeah, it's been interesting to watch the reaction from people about it. You know, there's, I, I had a ton of feelings about it, and I, I have not been this um, angry, uh, I don't know if that's the right term, but I, I haven't been this uh, reactive to a cultural event of something of that, um, that small coupled with something that, that big. I, yeah. And I was, I was very frustrated by it because my fear was, he's going to get away with this. Yeah. And if somebody walked into the school and hauled off and punched me or slapped me, honestly, the family would be asked to go. And, and even if I didn't want them to go, the board would. Yes. Right? Um, or if it happened in church, the church would, would put it through a process or whatever that is. And if it happens out in the wild, i.e. at the grocery store, 
The cops get involved. The cops get involved. There is right. a consequence for right. physical harm. You do in that our culture. in a hockey game. You're getting minutes in the penalty you, box. I mean, right? even in that, right? You Definitely. get suspended, and you know you can get fired for these things. And now, granted, there there has been there has been fallout for for a variety of things, but um, I I have found myself really struggling with this because, quite frankly, I was afraid our culture was going to ignore it because that culture and and I don't and and I understand I have some great friends in southern california that are that are wonderful believers so don't hear this as a, as a geographic thing but hollywood culture right the 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 production side of things they have a very fluid truth oh it moves all the time i right. mean when i read it i didn't watch it live i think that would have been a totally different experience but i thought it was a joke like right. i thought it was part of the program as did many people. People, right? Because and and it wouldn't shock me if if it was like because that kind of falls in line with what they what they do, right? It is Hollywood. Right. So, but yeah, it is it is a very fluid truth um, for that that part of our culture. Well, and and go go to the event itself, not not just the the slap, but but that night somebody gets an award. The idea is I'm going to get this award. I'm going to thank you know everybody who got me here, and then. What am I going to do? I'm going to make some type of, of, you know, plug using my moment to make sure that people are aware of something that I'm passionate about mm-hmm. and that I that I believe in. And, you know, and it's it's a very high moral high ground mm-hmm. and and no one can really debate that. We we're, you know, there, there is a lot of fluidity. We saw an act once actress, um, you know, who's now an actor get up uh, on there with with what was Ellen Page and now Elliot Page and there are all these things yeah. out there that that Hollywood they don't just they don't just embrace it they celebrate it mm-hmm. and then to have something so clear cut happen a it was nice to see that that people aren't okay with that yes uh, and, I would agree and and not to, to run to his defense um, but B I I do wonder if this if this makes people realize. Oh, not everything can be your truth. Yeah. Was that was was that anger righteous or unrighteous? Does not matter. Was it good enough to sober up this high of your truth is is your truth? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, a lot of the people in the business were were mentioning, well, it's you know, Chris Rock, his job is to make jokes. And if you're there, that's part of what you're kind of assigning yourself to. And I think, um, I think that that is confusing. It is a confusing situation, um, and to know which way to go. But I think what was so hard for me watching it was Will Smith had time to think. I mean, he sat there and he spouted off. I mean, it it continued, and then he had to give go up and accept the award. And what was confusing to me was to listen to his acceptance speech of the award after what just happened. That that is is was hard to wrap my mind around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and especially the content of what he said in his acceptance speech. I'm like, I really don't know how to process what you're saying um because here you just Yes, say out of defense or out of protection, I slap someone in the face in a very public way, and that's what I'm working on. That's what I'm trying to do, and it just it just didn't. There wasn't clarity there or understanding there. 
Um, and to watch someone's conflict play out on national television too, that is is not the way that I you mean, would want conflict to go. Yeah, but as a consumer, we kind of do love it. I mean, it, it right? was entertaining in some regards for some people, right? Yeah, right. I mean, it was clickbait for sure. Well, and and that's that's honestly, and, and I and I say that. I mean, that's what got people like Jerry Springer and Mari Povich, and you know, exactly the the, the beat goes on there. But um, you know, it's it's interesting. It's interesting news in, in a lot of ways. But what what it I think puts to the forefront is it immediately puts us in a spot where we have to think about conflict and how that's handled. Yeah. And so so let's shift gears. So like we don't need to spend a ton of time on the Oscars, but you know, you sent me an article the other day, Marie and I are both big Cardinal fans. We bring them up all the time, you know, on the podcast, but you sent me an article about Mike Schilt uh, published by Bob Nightingale. Who's, who's a phenomenal baseball writer uh, for USA Today and it was about Mike Schilt, and the title of the article was "I Have a Broken Heart." So, give us a quick kind of summary of that article and we'll yeah. unpack it. So, for those of you that don't know, Mike Schilt, the manager of the Cardinals, after going on a 21-17 game winning streak, seventeen, 17 game winning streak in twenty twenty in twenty twenty one, and securing a playoff spot um, for the third year in a row, was fired from the Cardinals and abruptly. Um, you know, they were talking about contract contract extensions, and he says in the article, "I thought I was getting on the Zoom call to talk about contact contract extension," and he got fired, and so definitely sent shockwaves across Cardinal Nation, to some degree across Baseball Nation too. Oh, oh, he yeah. was third place, I think, in um, Manager of the Year, one Manager of the Year a couple years ago, um, and the reason given was philosophical differences. That's why that's why he was let go. And confusing at best for those of us who aren't involved in the day-to-day, um, you know, knowledge of, of that team and that sport. But the article then goes on. He shares, you know, just about his time with the Cardinals and how life-changing that was and how much he embraced and was a part of that community, that the the culture of the club. Um all the way to, to where he is now, which is an interim third base coach and I think development. Um, yeah, player development. Player development for the Padres. And, you know, I think what is so, what, what has stood out to me in this process, and he said this from the beginning, is he's like, I'm not going to throw the Cardinals under the bus. I'm not going to speak, you know, publicly about anything more than what has been said. And I think he has a lot of room to be angry and he talks about it. Like oh, yeah. he, he talks yeah. about, about those really raw emotions in the, in the article and how, um, how difficult it was uh, for him to walk through this. But I think he is, you know, this is an example of, I mean, he obviously he's a public figure um, and a very public firing. And I think he's handled it really, really well. Um, I think he has done a really great job of being honest about where he is and his experience through this article without throwing people under the bus and making them to be horrible people. And that's really hard to do. That is really hard to do when you feel like you have been unjustly fired or let go um, to not come out and speak poorly about someone. 
or well, an organization. And the and the word that that is is obviously and you know my my faculty and staff get tired of hearing me say this word, but clarity is is key on this. Um, Brene Brown has a great quote: "Clear is kind, unclear is unkind." I have moved people, terminated people, um, and there's there's legal ramifications to it. There's um, there's personal and spiritual ramifications to it, um, and, and people want clarity, right? Um, but I think on the flip side of that, people want clarity when they feel like they've been treated unjustly as well to share with others. Because if, if you went to your friends and you said, you know, Taylor fired me, um, they'd be like, what was the first question? Why? Right? And if the person doesn't know, they don't know and assumptions are made, and it's easy to be like, well, you know, there, there's this one conversation that we had one time three years ago, and I bet it's because of that. He, he's never forgotten about that. And you begin to unpack and you begin to create narratives, and and those narratives are hard. Those narratives are, are hard because you, you create one that makes sense to you. You make one that is um, that builds up your own character, that builds up your own ethics, um, your, particularly your work ethic. Um and we share those with people, that's hard. It is. Because as soon as we start getting defensive, we start losing our integrity. Yeah. And, and, if, and we'll hyperlink um, the article to, uh, to this podcast email that will go out. But the article in and of itself, uh, Mike Schilt does a really great job of encouraging the future players, mm-hmm. talking about his love for the organization, and talking about how, how he hopes the, the manager, uh, Ali Marmol, will do in the future. And I love hearing that and love seeing that. Um, I'm sad for him, um, but I love I love the the stance that he takes with that, knowing that there can be healing long term, even if in the in the short term it's it's really a lot of pain. Yeah, and I think you know for for our children, conflict doesn't always have a lovely resolution. And as I look at this Mike Schultz thing, um, it, it doesn't feel good, right? Because you see someone who, who left and there isn't clarity necessarily around it. Um, but the way that he's handling that is really great. And our goal is always to have restored relationships, but in some way he'll, he won't have that with the Cardinals, right? Because he's yeah. been removed from his position. And it is really hard to understand how conflict can have different outcomes. And I think it's important for us as we continue to teach this to our children that our responsibility in conflict ultimately is for our actions and our response. We, even if we do conflict perfectly, that doesn't mean the other person is going to receive it, right? I thought Will Smith had a pretty good apology. I thought it was an actual apology it wasn't a sorry, not sorry, or yeah. I did it because, or if you were mad at me, I apologize. Like, that's not, I thought his apology was. was. And he apologized to Chris Rock. Yes. Um, and that is really difficult to do. That apology, I mean, they're probably not going to be chumming it in a few weeks, right? Like, or maybe ever again. Yeah. They may never have a total restoration of that relationship. And that's really difficult to understand and to talk about with kids who don't have, you know, the full picture in mind. Um, but in the midst of that conflict, 
Will Smith is only responsible, right, to apologize, to ask for forgiveness, to alter his behavior. Whether or not Chris Rock accepts that apology is not totally on Will Smith. Yeah. No, I, th- I think you're right about that. Um, there, there two things immediately come to mind uh, on this. One's funny, and then I'll, I'll get back to the serious one. But a good friend of mine sent me a, a meme, and it showed um, Will Smith sitting in his in his chair at the Oscars laughing and kind of cutting it up. Uh, and it said, good one, Chris, or good, good one, Mr. Rock. And it showed The Rock. And, like, would it, had it been Dwayne The Rock Johnson – would Will have gone up on stage and, and done the same? Sure. I I, I doubt it, you know. Um, and and then you kind of think of cir- circumstantially, like, you know, where where would something – it poses a lot of questions. It does, yeah. yeah right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, I think you can open that box in a myriad of ways of saying, well, what if it was this? What if it was two women? What if it was, you know, um, whatever. Uh, you begin to ask those questions. But – I was I was talking to someone the other day and they were they were telling me about an experience when they were they were let go from a job. They had felt like they were very unfairly treated and they reached out to an attorney to have the conversation and the attorney's advice through a question was, What does winning mm. in this moment feel like for you? Because getting your job back is not winning. And I was blown away by that that question. And I think about that. I think about that when when I have conflict with employees or parents or whomever. You know, I want to win. I'm a very competitive person. That's why I'm not playing pickleball this weekend. It would not be good for my marriage or or some the some, school the school. Let's be real. Uh, it would not be good for the school. My wife would understand. But yeah, but I can I can be pretty competitive and and I think about winning and I want to win. I want to win right with with kind of that righteous anger, right? But what is good about that winning and what does winning look like in, in something of, of this magnitude? I, Will Smith's Oscar is pretty tainted at this point, right? That's always going to yeah. have a spot on it. it. it it's, oh, it's just, yes. ne- it's ne- whether it gets revoked or whatever, I don't care. It's, it's, it's not a big deal. We, we all know he won Best Actor, that, but it's going ha- to be a marker, an Ebenezer for him that just says, yeah, this, this was a bad night. It was a bad moment. Well, and that does also bring up the point, though. He had a very bad moment on public television, right? I get that's part of Hollywood. That's part of what you sign up for. But, man, I've had some bad – I mean, I have never slapped someone. But I've had some pretty bad moments that I wouldn't want publicized and that I wouldn't want to be held against me for the rest of my life. Right. And, again, that is part of what you sign up for being a public figure. I totally understand that and and to some degree agree with it, right? Um, but at the same time, having something held against us for the rest of our life, a mistake that we've made, I mean... I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Steve Bartman was interrupting. <laughs> sorry for right? another baseball reference. Oh, man. I'm so glad I'm not a Cubs fan. <laughs> <laughs> but they finally got it. They finally got it. Whatever. Um, they finally got their ring, but yeah. And, and that I think is something that our culture can do is continually, you're right. There always will be a stain on that Oscar. Um, and at the same time, I don't know where Will Smith is spiritually, obviously, but even what he did, that's not unforgivable in the eyes of Jesus. It may be that it costs a relationship on this side of heaven, 
But ultimately, it's not unforgivable for Christ. Christ has covered that sin. Um, and again, I don't know where he is spiritually, but that's something that I think in conflict we have to keep in mind. Right. Um, Christ has covered sins. That doesn't mean that we ignore conflict. It doesn't mean that we shove it under the rug or that we we don't bring up conflict when something bad happens. But I think it's important we remember ultimately our sins are forgiven. They're taken care of. That's the beautiful final resolution in all of our conflict is that we have someone who was able to do that for us. Well, and, and to that end, you know, we do have somebody that's able to, to, to do that for us, right? I love, I love the fact that there, there is a teachable moment mm-hmm. for our kids, even though my kids are not watching that. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah. Nor do I want them to yeah. watch that. <laughs> as, as hero, but, it, but it's been, it's been in the news, right? Um, but, but there are other conflicts in, in this world. Um, you know, we still have the the Russia Ukraine crisis mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. We still will have uh, conflict throughout. But I do think we have to understand that this side of heaven, things are not meant to be mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. And we have to resign to that. And that's hard to do. And understanding that there are certain relationships in this world that, that I will always have that are going to make me feel kind of kind of icky, right? Yeah. To, to use a really good yeah. little kid term, it's going to yeah. make me feel icky. Uh, that Chris that Chris Rock and, and Will Smith, they're going to feel that way. Mike Schultz and the Cardinals are probably going to feel yeah. that way. Um, there are plenty out there that, that are going to do that because sin enters the world and we only have one person they can help eradicate that. Mm-hmm. And and I think that is a, a praise the Lord moment for it. But I think also, how do we do this and do it well? And so, um, you know, to, to kind of wrap up, though, Maria, walk us through the five A's. Yeah. This is what we do with our kids. This is what we do all the time. And I want to be clear. We believe that conflict is a major signifier. We want to prepare kids for conflict. The other thing that, that I would say to this is it is a script. And some kids memorize the script, and it is not always heartfelt, but that's not why we do it. Tucker hasn't memorized. I mean, seriously. Wow. <laughs> it's really funny, actually. Is that a parent flex? <laughs> no, because he has to do it all the time. Yeah, that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll go, I'll go through the script. Um, so it's the five A's. Um, the first one, admit what you did, what you did. And I, when I work through this with my own kids or kids here, I want to make sure that it's specific, that you know, the person knows what they are apologizing for. And part of what I have learned in my counseling background is it's really hard to forgive someone if you don't know what they're apologizing for. Um, And so that's, you know, falls right in line with peacemakers with our five A's. You have to be specific about what you're apologizing for. What are you actually remorseful for? So admit what you did, accept the consequences. Um, and depending on the situation, consequences look a little bit different. Maybe it's accepting your recess off in a way that you're not stomping your foot and pouting. Um, but maybe it's the the consequence I think as we get older becomes sometimes more natural. Maybe that means they're that relationship is strained for a little bit, right? The consequence of Will Smith slapping um, Chris Rock, yeah, it may be that the Oscar is tainted, but it may also be that he has a broken relationship there for a while right. um, or that it takes time to rebuild that trust or he has to be intentional with rebuilding that relationship. Um, well, and just to interject, um, 
one of the things like I think about even my marriage when we have certain fights and the and the I would say the residual effects of oh that's a topic that we 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 need to tread lightly with that yeah. maybe once we we weren't quite quite there um you know and and you might have really good uh discussions and and even restoration in a lot of mm-hmm. ways mm-hmm. but you still realize okay these are sensitive topics for my for my spouse and I know that seem can seem trivial but if you've been married you also know how 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 totally. real that yes. can be and so there is a side of natural consequence um, when this conflict emerges. Yeah. And an opportunity for us to grow in our empathy and understanding of the other at, at that point. Spoken like you a know? counselor, but yes, you are correct. <laughs> um, so admit what you did, accept the consequences, apologize for your behavior. So that's when you're specific of saying, I'm sorry for hitting you. I'm sorry for slapping you. I'm sorry for whatever it is. And then asking for forgiveness. So this is really, I'll share this really quick story. Like I said, Tucker has the script memorized. Um, He tends to forget the ask part. And he goes straight to, I'm sorry for what I did, mommy. There's grace for your mistakes. Because that's what I end end it with. And I was like, (laughs) okay. smart, Smart kid. Buddy. Yes, there is grace for your mistakes. But you have to ask for forgiveness. And and he's a very verbal three-year-old. He knows how to ask a question. Getting him to say, Mommy, will you please forgive me, is the hardest thing that com- that is, 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 it's the hardest thing to come out of his mouth. And if when I'm sitting in front of my husband or somebody else that I have, I have messed up with, that is the hardest question for it me is. to get out to. Because it's very vulnerable to say, will you please forgive me? So I watched a ton of TV as a kid. Ton, had a great. I get that. that. I mean, I the movie quotes that come. I know it's a lot, but there's an episode of Happy Days. (laughs) I know. I was just gonna let that sit for a second. There's an episode of Happy Days where Fonzie has to apologize, and he goes, "I'm so, I'm," and he can't do it because he's not done it. But the thing is, is 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 you know, there's this humorous thing because Fonzie's perfect. Blah blah blah. The funny part of that is, is that is so true. It's to so say true. I'm sorry and ask for forgiveness are two of the hardest things that we have to do, and it is a hurdle that many of us can never get get above. And I have I've been in a a meeting before where someone had to apologize to me. They did not actually apologize. It's really hard. I'm sorry if and somebody goes, see, they apologized, and I and I I was irate. Um, yeah internally i tried to to hold it together because there it was not an actual apology and to be able to go to people and say i am sorry will you please forgive me and not i'm sorry if i did something i did not mean to do this that that can be in there but you know i'm i'm sorry for hitting you i did not intend to cause that much anger or harm will you please forgive me for that is vastly different and i always argue when celebrities like a Will Smith make a good apology, you don't really hear about yeah. it. It's the half apologies that we hear about because we can stay outraged at Yeah, them. definitely. Yeah. And and it's just as vulnerable on the other end to, ha- to say yes. Because then you're committing to letting it go. Not letting it go. I shouldn't say that. Easy you're, yeah. You're committing to letting Christ take care of it. Right. right? Um. And that's hard to do as well. And one of the things that we teach is sometimes our friends aren't ready to forgive us. Yeah, and we totally. Have to, and we have to wait in the awkwardness. 
happiness. Yes. And yes. that is tough. Yeah. You have to admit that you're not going to hold it against them. I think that's probably the better way to say it. So admit what you did, um, accept the consequences, apologize, ask for forgiveness, and then alter your behavior. And I think this is where conflict resolution always gets difficult because we are imperfect people. And I know in, you know, my own life, I, it's hard to change my behavior. It's really hard to change my behavior. Yeah. Um, it's really hard for our kids to change their behavior. There, there was a story in the 90s where a crime boss, maybe it was the 80s, I forget which, but there was a crime boss who, who came to faith. And it was all in the news stories. They can't, couldn't believe it. This crime crime boss had, had come, come to know the Lord. And he said, yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. And on and on. Well, a few weeks, months go by. Turns out that no behavior has changed. And he's like, oh, no, I mean, yeah, but I'm forgiven. And, and there's this, this aspect of none of what you just did is gospel-centered. Yeah. Right? The, the biggest evidence of the gospel, and my, my mom taught me this as a young age, is, is the evidence of a changed heart. Yeah. And sometimes we have to, have, have, have to ask the Lord to change our hearts in something. That is not what I want to do. Yeah. And it's sometimes very slow. And sometimes it doesn't happen as quickly as we want it to. And for those of us who are negatively affected by someone's actions, it can be really hard to continue to forgive. And and I wanna I wanna qualify some of this discussion. We're talking about, you know, things like a firing and we're talking about things like a slap. We we haven't touched on some of the deep, deep, deep pains. Yes. Of, of personal things like divorce and things that, that, that might be much deeper and rooted. And we understand that more has to take place. This is not something that we would say, oh, slap a Band-Aid on, we've yep. got our five A's and yep. we move on. Or that the five A's is going to totally resolve the conflict in one no, sitting. No, but no. we do know that the Lord's power is greater than man's power. Yeah. And we know that his power is greater than Satan's power and that there can be restoration, that there can be resolution to those things. But... This is a, a path that we're, we're using examples for our children to begin to, to learn how to go there uh, more than more than anything. So I, I just want to want to offer that just yeah. if anybody's going, well, I've had this incident. No, we, we get that. Um, and so, yeah, I'll let you. Speak and I think that. important too. you know, we're working with three year olds through 12 year olds and conflict is going to look a lot different at that at those ages. Yeah. Yeah. And. I understand, you know, that even at our oldest in sixth grade, there are going to be some things about conflict that we can't fully dive into. Um, and so I guess if there's one thing that our students leave here with, it's wanting to teach them how to admit their faults and be remorseful over those faults. That's the most important thing in my mind. Um you know, yes, I would love for them to change behavior and that's the goal and the expectation. But I also realize that it's way more complicated than that. Um, and some situations are way more complicated and require a different level of peacemaking. And that's something I feel like I have to learn continually in my life. Absolutely. Well, we'll have more uh, podcasts coming out this this spring. Uh, one, we'll, we will have our annual and somewhat perennial Birds and the Bees talk. Uh, we'll be doing that uh, as well. 
and and we'll be looking forward to to the summer. But as as parents, as as you see things come up, we we'd love to continue that conversation. We can probably also give a little bit of a COVID update um, now that now that things are, are just different. It's a different landscape, uh, and and so forth. But we appreciate you guys listening. Um, we're grateful for you. We are also just thrilled to be able to have these conversations with you, and we love it at Kirk Day School. So thanks so much. Thank you. <laughs>